Everybody, sorry I'm late. I didn't get any sleep last night. This guy with knives on his fingers was trying to murder me in my dreams all night. You're listening to This Film Was Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own versions of movie sequels that never got made. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grande. Hi, sorry I'm late, but I missed my uh, wedding for a third time because I was creating a substance that would let the basketball players on our college team jump higher. (laughs) ridiculous and this week our very special guest is one of the funniest people that you can see in chicago mr matt lampson wow thanks guys and happy to be here but sorry i'm late uh i just woke up from a coma so naturally i've been fueled by an insatiable desire for revenge and to get even with every person who contributed to the loss of my unborn child, my entire wedding party, and four years of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being here, Matt. Today we are talking about The Shaggy D.A., Disney movie from 1979 that I didn't know existed. No, No, we we found out about this movie because we were just skimming through Disney Plus one night. And we saw this clip, and the clip is of a man turning into a dog and then punching someone in the face, running through an office, causing chaos with flying papers everywhere. And then that dog jumps out. Oops. Jumps out. <laughs> I hit I hit my mic screen. Jumps out of the window of a third story window and gets to the ground and runs away. It's absurd. But what you're missing the, is that the best uh, part- there are times where it's so obviously a man in a dog suit. Like, he punches a guy, but it's clearly just, like, an arm that's covered in fur. Like, a human arm. Or he, like, jumps out the window and repels down a rope. I would say one of the best (laughs) on-screen punches I've ever seen in my life. Yes. (laughs) Matt, what did you think of this (laughs) this classic? You know, I didn't know that they were going to have him turn into a dog and allow him to speak. So I lost my... Can you say shit on this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I lost my shit when his son goes, you look like Elwood. And he yep. goes, I am Elwood. <laughs> <laughs> I kept, got, like, every next moment, I just kept laughing harder and harder. And, like, the moment, there's a pie fight halfway through this movie. And the moment he, he's like, oh, I lost a <laughs> ring in a pie. Whoever finds it. And there's just like hundreds of women dressed like bakers. And you're like, oh, there's going to be a pie fight. But what you don't expect is that hundreds of waiters are going to show up out of nowhere. And they're going to be the ones having the pie fight. <laughs> it was it was an epic this pie movie, fight. This, Without a doubt. This movie, this movie is so ridiculous and so bad that in the beginning, I started taking notes of things that like <laughs> I was just shocked by. And and after I made four notes, I just stopped because every two seconds it was just like, what is happening here? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, I the last loved note, every the second last note of that it. I took. The last note that I took was when he turns into a dog for the first time and they there's a guy who's like a news reporter and he asks them what the name of the dog is. And the wife goes, a Bowser. She calls the dog Bowser. Did you catch that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I. I've only I, ever heard I, Bowser in terms of Mario. Yes, I love this movie. I love everything about it, and I I can't wait to watch more ridiculous farces like this. Um. Yeah, I just I'm so excited about it. I have, I have a little bit of backstory in in my. Oh yeah, uh, in my pitch. Well, I think that's I a good transition. Why don't you go ahead and lead us away, Steve? Great. So, mine. So what I I did I went down the rabbit hole on this movie because there were many remakes of this movie, including one with Tim Allen. Um, there, this was original. This is a actually a sequel, which we came to find out after we had watched this movie, of a movie called The Shaggy Dog, which was like an old school Disney movie. Um, and from this, I found out that the town that they used in this like script in this, in this particular movie has been reused in about like five or six other Disney movies <laughs> because it's the same set, I guess wow. that they film all of them. That makes on. Sense. Um, so I decided to take it in a little bit of a different direction and pretend like everything that happened in those two movies and the, the other movies, which I didn't really touch on, um, that they are a real town. So I made a Netflix style documentary of this, uh, okay. of this occurring. And mine is called the summer of 76. Um, okay. so I will be playing the roles of the grocer, Edna animal control, captain reporter three and sports writer. Chris, you will be uh, doing the screen directions, which are in bold. Reporter one, Baker, principal, and Barber. Lamson, you're going to be reporter two, florist, historian, and Brian. All right, here we go. Summer of 76. (laughs) Okay. Open on a sunset over a small town. Soft, tranquil piano notes play. We see a sign that reads, Medfield, M.A., New friends, welcome. A montage shows cuts of the exterior down Main Street. Kids playing in the park. People getting onto boats at the marina. And other examples of a happy small town play over the narration. We hear the voice of Ned Hemsley, the local grocery. Main Street is packed every 4th of July parade. Aunt Charlotte's gives out chocolate-covered pretzels every first day of spring. Buzzy's Pizza is filled to the brim with kids after school every day. At the Fall Harvest Festival, there's always a chance to dunk the mayor in the water tank. Most of the businesses here are in their third generations of ownership. Third at the very least. Most people live their whole lives here. We're just like any other place in small town America. USA. But that one summer, everything changed. Music intensifies suddenly, violins playing at a rapid pace. The music plays throughout the entire trailer. Title card reads, A Disney Plus Original Documentary. We see news clips cut in and out. A 70% increase in home robberies and break-ins, with several cases reporting that repeat robberies occurred within the same day. These burglars were ruthless. (laughs) They'd take everything from you and then return to take the shirt off your back. Yet another member of the Medfield community has vanished without a trace. Dean Conway, pastor of United Baptist Church, was last seen at the county museum and has now been missing for almost 72 hours. 
Cut to Edna Conway, the pastor's wife, being interviewed in the news clip. What I want to know, what I want for my husband to know is, honey, we're going to find you. Hang in there. Swing low. Cut to another news clip. Reports of stray dogs have been increasing by the dozens, leaving an understaffed department of animal control completely overwhelmed. The operating 911 officer was quoted, Could you call back sometime when we aren't so busy? Cut to Grocer being interviewed. But then it happened. Sorry. Uh, midfield officials are reporting that they have discovered a crime syndicate within its own government. Longtime district attorney John Slate has been charged with 16 cases of embezzlement, using taxpayer dollars to hire criminals to rob its own citizens. The conspiracy continues to unravel as... New information is surfacing of an outpouring of Medfield residents that are claiming they've witnessed a sheepdog operating a motor vehicle, talking like a human, and walking on its hind legs while disguised in a trench coat. One resident even witnessed the pooch jumping out of a third-story window, with authorities then continuing the chase on foot through Main Street and beyond. Cut to an interview of the local animal control captain, Adam Schaefer. After I saw that, I said to myself, okay... No more psychedelics at work. Cut back to a news clip. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The residents of Medfield are saying, Bow wow, Wilby Daniels has been elected as your new district attorney. It looks like every dog does have its day. Cut to Brenda McGee, the local florist. It was too late by that point. The secret was out. Cut to clips of Wilby shaking hands, pointing his finger as he delivers a speech at the podium, waving at crowds of people, cheered him on. Cuts back to Florist. And then what happened next was even crazier. Cut to Doris Johnson, owner of Dolly Dixon's Ice Cream and Pies. Behind doors, the ceiling out the window onto the streets. Pies were everywhere. It was pure carnage. Cut to Jim Cosgrove, town historian and county museum curator from 1968 to 2005. As people were asking, uh, were the rumors in the late 50s true? Was there more to 59 hydrogen missile discovery? But what people wanted to know more than anything, who has that ring? Cut to Arthur McLean, the high school principal. It, It wasn't all that bad. First, we changed the mascot, then came the 5Ks, the bar crawls, animal adoptions went through the roof. It was sheepdog fever, baby. Cut to Patrick Michaels, sports beat writer for the Springfield County Gazette. It was a monumental moment in sports history. A dog on roller skates elbow checking anything that crossed its path. I got one thing to say to the writers on staff that covered Sugar Ray Leonard in the Olympics. Who drew the short straw now? Close up on Sports Writer. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Airbud. Cut to Bud Metcalf, the town barber and the oldest resident of Medfield. If you thought how it started was far fetched, you might want to be sitting down for the end of the story. A town of towns out there have it pretty bad, but us, we got it rough. <laughs> Cut to Blackout. The music stops. Fade in with a man sitting down in his interview chair. He 
He is in his 40s and has long black hair. He puts on his body mic and takes a moment before looking into the camera. My name is Brian Daniels, and my father's name is Wilby Daniels. Brian looks down at his hands as he gets choked up. The camera slowly zooms in as he shakes, as he takes a breath and lifts his head back up. Lifts his head back up. <sighs> my father was the shaggy DA. Cut to title card. Summer of 76. Madness in Medfield. Cut back to Brian as he pulls a ring out of his pocket. He looks at the inside of it and reads. In Canis Corpore Transmuto. Cut to title card. Coming summer 2020. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I'd watch it. I would watch it. Yeah. I'd binge it. I think you totally nailed the... Uh, that sense of like, uh, like doom and gloom. Uh, oh man, it was yeah, it was vibrant. Doc. I felt it. I felt the. I felt the energy. <laughs> I just and something so ridiculous as a man turning into a dog, but seeming so serious. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, throughout this movie, I was just like kind of wishing someone would react like a real person. And just, just oh, I like, loved, I loved all the reactions in the regular movie of like, oh, here we go again. I'm a dog now. <laughs> yeah, they were great, yeah. but I, I just wanted one person to be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, Steve. Rather than like the ice cream man not just being like, oh my god, we need to call scientists. He's like, let's go down to the bar and show the gang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is this, this documentary rich. uh does it also feature some of those other disney properties or does it just feature the shaggy da so oh it, it features the other one i was i was really considering it for the very last line uh of it instead of having brian read the ring i was thinking about doing the sports writer to be like if you thought that shit was crazy you should check out what's going on at the college because that's where Flubber happened uh, okay. to both the basketball and football team. Um, <laughs> there's a weightlifting one where Kurt Russell's the strongest man in the world. Uh, <laughs> shit like <Wow>. that. <laughs> that's amazing. But one day I, wanna, I was thinking I wanted to make this like a 20 minute like YouTube documentary uh-huh. of all these different things. Because there is... There's so much gold in it, like, uh, <laughs> like in the first one, Steve, the dad you know is like, the day I get a dog is the day that I have lost my mind. And then by the end of him, he's the end of the movie, he's like happily holding on to the dog and petting it. <laughs> and that like just makes a super great cut of being like, yeah, you lost your shit. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> There's a dark side to all this fun and pie throwing. Steve, what, what do you imagine... Uh, the kid, Brian, he grows up. How does that affect him as he becomes an adult? Oh, it's straight tragedy for the entire <laughs> Wilby family. I don't know how, but I know that Brian is not in a good place. 
and that and that Beautiful. he has years of counseling for that moment that you said of I am Elwood. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I, I imagine, like if I had more time to do this, like in the script, I would have been like, "Yeah, shit keeps me up at night." Still, yes. <laughs> oh my god, there's there's just a there's a couple moments in that movie where you're just like, "How did this line get written?" Like, what was the thought process? Like, there's one point where one of the crooks tries to sell the ring to the ice cream man, yes. and he's like, "I'll I'll sell it to you for five hundred dollars." And then he's like, no, I can't afford that. And he's like, how about $5? <laughs> he negotiates down from 500 to yeah. $5. Yeah. What? what? That is so steep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't go from I hundreds to single <laughs> digits. I, he was just trying to get rid of that ring. They had to make him desperate. Yeah, I know. Uh, but that guy should have turned around and been like, oh, you're knocking it off the price by $495? Well, Forget you. So this brings up a good this point. Obviously right? a scam. So like, obviously, it's goofy for the sake of being goofy. Um, and I love that you took a different, very different tone with it, right? And you're like, okay, let's take this farce comedy, make it serious and very like um american vandal mm-hmm. in that way exactly i love that um i went oh in gosh. a went opposite tone direction for <laughs> mine i wrote a a scene that would be in the sequel movie um and uh there's not much to set up for this scene other than uh it's will be daniel's in court same characters this p- comes out probably fairly close to the shaggy DA coming out. Mm-hmm. And um, I, w- I wasn't very creative with my title, so it's just called The Shaggy DA 2. Um, but we'll, we'll, try, we'll try reading through this and, and um, <laughs> we'll see if the, uh, if, the, if the feeling is there. If there's so, pie in it, I'm sure it will. I wish. Uh, so this oh is, God, uh, I'll be pie. reading the stage directions. Uh, Grande, you're going to be the judge, and Joey. Okay. Matt, you're going to be the pawn shop owner, and Wilby, and Dog I, Wilby. So I'm, I'm also do- Yeah, okay, good. I was just about to ask. Yep. I uh, just wanted to clarify that there's a difference between Wilby and Dog Wilby. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> you're also going to be the pirate. Uh, Grande, you're going to be the dog catcher. Matt, you'll also be the defendant. And then Grande, you'll also be Tom Hanks. Great. <laughs> okay. Yep. So this is the Shaggy DA two. Interior courtroom day. Willby Daniels, forties lawyer, sits in court at a desk. He has an assistant next to him. Also in court are a judge, jury, defendant, and defense counsel. There's also an audience because courts have audiences. Now that we've heard your opening arguments, the people may present their case. Cut to interior pawn shop day. Joey, 30s, stereotypical teamster slash gangster, is trying to sell stolen rings to the pawn shop owner, 60s. See, uh, check this at one out. Joey hands pawn shop owner a <laughs> ring with a beetle on it. The pawn shop owner turns it over and reads the inscription on the back. In Canis Corporate Transmuto. Back to courtroom. Wilby approaches a witness sitting in the stand. Can you describe for the court? As Wilby puts his hand on the ledge in front of the stand, he notices that his hand is becoming furry. 
We see his whole <laughs> body become furry, and he turns into a dog. A fat lady sitting at the end of the front row in the jury gives a loud, Oh! And she faints, <laughs> falling into the juror next to her. This causes a domino effect where each juror falls into the next, snaking back the other way when the line of jurors gets to the end. It goes up and then comes back the other way. The judge bangs his gavel. Now just a minute here, Mr. Daniels. What's the meaning of this? How dare you turn into a dog in my courtroom? Sorry, your honor. I will not be running a kangaroo court. Back to pawn shop day. Joey hands pawn shop owner another ring. This one has a butterfly on it. Pawn shop owner examines the ring, noticing another inscription on the back. Or this one. And Macropus Corpore Transmuto. Back to courtroom. The judge is banging his gavel when he turns into a kangaroo. Uh, your honor. Doug Wilby hands a pocket mirror to the judge, who sees his own face. Not again. A big Mike Tyson-style boxer wearing gloves stands up from the audience. He hits his gloves together and throws a couple practice punches in the air as he sidesteps his way out of the row he was sitting in. Back to pawn shop day. Joey hands another ring to the pawn shop owner who reads the inscription. In plane nereus viditor corpore transmuto. Back to courtroom. The boxer is approaching the bench. Bailiff! The bailiff moves to get between the boxer and the kangaroo judge but he turns into a baboon, <laughs> one with a big red butt. A pirate stands near the back of the court. Arr, now there be a booty. <laughs> More people in the courtroom turn into animals. A little boy sits in the audience licking an ice cream cone with a big pink mound of strawberry ice cream on top. He does a big lick and the mound falls onto the floor in the aisle. He hangs his head sad. In the audience... Closer to the front sits a dog catcher with a comically oversized net. Uh, I better get back up. The dog catcher stands and starts for the door at the rear of the courtroom. He slips on the ice cream and falls onto his back. The net goes flying into the air and a goose flies directly into it and falls to the ground. The dog catcher gets up and takes another step to the, uh, toward the door, but he steps on the end of a rake because uh, there was a farmer uh, that I forgot to write in uh, who was holding a rake <laughs> and dropped it. Um... So he steps on the end of the rake and the handle flies up and hits him in the face as the defendant turns into a tiger. This is greatly concerning. (laughs) Tom Hanks from Saving Private Ryan stands up from the rear of the audience. He carries a Tommy gun and he turns and calls out, Tiger! The rest of the squad come running in through the doors at the rear of the courtroom, trampling the dog catcher. A group of nuns followed by a priest enter the room through the jury doors. They form a circle in the center of the room. The nuns start praying and the priest goes into the center of the circle and starts breakdancing. As the priest does a spinning move on his head, he transforms into a turtle. And he stops, uh, when he stops spinning, he realizes he can't get up off of his shell. And he looks to the nuns for help, but they've all transformed into penguins. (laughs) Off to the side of the courtroom, a window that opens with one of those bottom out styles is open. And we see a man's face peering in. The man has on a black pinstripe suit with matching hat and a small John Waters mustache. He grins widely. (laughs) Back to pawn shop. There's a huge pile of rings on the counter in front of the pawn shop owner. The pawn shop owner looks up to Joey and shrugs. 
best I can do is 12 bucks. <laughs> That's it. Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, uh, Chris, the cra- the craziest thing about that is that I could actually see that being the sequel. <laughs> yeah. It's just a bunch of animals. That's like, that so, many like, rings. Like, so many rings. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Somebody snuck into the, uh, you know, the uh, like back room of the museum where they just didn't have everything out on display. So it's like, yeah, we've got this ring, we got this ring. Somebody stole them all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. The only thing that's not in there is a pie. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe I forgot to put the, the farmer in there. But yeah, he drops a rake at one point. Um, yeah, I love how it kept building. I love how there was <laughs> stuff like that to just come back. And these absurd, oh. absurd amount of people for no reason, really, just coming in. <laughs> then turning it just to God. turn into animals. Yeah, I, I sort of pictured that in the wide shot of the courtroom with all these animals and maybe a couple people, uh, there's also like Waldo hiding somewhere, but we don't draw attention to it. <laughs> he realized he oh, got God. caught and then kind of shrugs Wait, down. Who was the guy? Yeah. Who was the guy that peered in from the window? The John Waters guy? I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, wanna, I like the idea of there being like a, a creepy guy who's like, ooh, yes. Okay, um, great. That, that's all. I, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> Maybe he's the bad guy in the story. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's creepy and has a mustache, yeah, exactly. probably. Yeah. That was the formula for the first Shaggy exactly. DA. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So that leaves mine, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, sir. Matt, go ahead and take us away. This this doesn't need a lot of explaining other than it's absolutely ridiculous. And um, it's like maybe if the Shaggy DA met Mad Max Fury Road. Um, but Hell also, yeah. All right. Also, all of, the, all of the adults still talked in like an old-timey voice, but all the kids didn't for whatever reason. Um it's just really stupid. Let's have some fun. So, Chris... Wait, you said the kids be, don't, right? No, the, 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 the kids talk normally, but all the parents are still like, oh, okay, no way. <laughs> got it, got it. Yeah, like the dogs that he found why. in prison? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, this, this takes place in, like, current times, like 2019, 2020, but there's no coronavirus jokes in here. That's not the point. It's just, you know, an alternate universe. Um, so this okay. is called the lazy son of a bitch, um, <laughs> and uh, Chris, you're gonna be Beth. So that's will be Daniel's son. Mm-hmm. Brian grows up and gets married to this woman, Beth. So that's you. You're Beth, and you're also gonna be the shop owner, and you're also gonna play yep. Tristan. Uh, Grande, you're gonna be Brian Daniels. You're gonna play Governor Chris Christie, and <laughs> you're gonna also. You're also going to play Wilby Daniel's grandson, Kyle. So Brian had a kid with uh, with Beth. Okay. Um, 
I'm gonna do stage directions and I'll also play this bit character, Greg. So, you guys ready? Yeah. Yep. All right, scene one, exterior day, Brian Daniels' house. Wilby Daniels is dead. He lived a long and full life. His son, Brian, has grown up to become a professional skateboarder in the X Games. He has a wife, Beth, and a teenage son, Kyle. They live a comfortable life. X Games money is pretty good. They live in the <laughs> suburbs of... <laughs> they... they... <laughs> they live in the <laughs> suburbs of, C- of central New Jersey in a big house with a big backyard where their three old English sheepdogs, Willie, Bebe, and Danny, play all day. We see Brian and Beth sipping their morning coffee on their front porch as Kyle is practicing his kickflips in the street. Kyle sucks at kickflips. He's a <laughs> shit 13-year-old. He's a shit 13-year-old who wears baggy clothes, and you can tell he's an ungrateful little punk just by looking at him. We also see a mailman delivering mail, an Amazon delivery worker dropping off packages, a few landscapers working on some yard work at their neighbor's house, a food delivery person dropping off food to another neighbor, a young kid on a bike delivering newspapers, and a firefighter getting a a cat out of a tree. It's a busy morning in the neighborhood. Seemingly out of nowhere, an unlabeled black SUV zooms down the street. The moonroof opens up, and out pops a large, ugly, red-faced man in a suit holding a megaphone. He is the governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie. He fires up, <laughs> he fires up the megaphone. Man, see, you're all fired. See, that's right. I'm the governor of New Jersey, and there's no more jobs for anyone. You hear me? Stop trimming those hedges. Don't eat that food. Put that cat back in the tree before I light it on fire. The people who can still work are lawyers, doctors, and all Fortune 500 companies. Oh, and professional athletes. He ducks down back into the car and it zooms away. As it's driving off, we see a match fly out of the moonroof and into the branches of the tree and it goes up in flames. All of the townspeople leave the scene. They're all very mopey. Oh, Brian, sweetie, thank goodness you can keep your job. We won't lose the house. Yeah, in this universe, all adults speak the way people spoke in the 60s, but all the kids talk normal. Uh. No, Bethany, I won't stand for it. The unemployment in this state is too high. The dang governor is a crook, and I, 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 well, I simply can't sit back and watch this town rot. What are you going to do? A 720 stalefish? No, honey, (laughs) skateboard tricks won't get us out of this jam. (laughs) I'm going to start a company. A company go so successful, I'll hire everyone in town. We'll have all the jobs, and nobody will have to worry about this that disagreeable governor. <laughs> we see Kyle look at his dad with squinted eyes and pursed lips. Kyle doesn't like this idea, the little shit. Scene two, <laughs> interior, skate shop day. Kyle and his buddies Tristan and Greg enter the skate shop, grind house, Behind the counter is a very old, wrinkly, tattooed man wearing a black wife beater and beanie. He nods at the kids as they enter. The shop's walls are covered in board decks. There's a small skate park with a few half pipes, ramps, and rails in the back where some other kids and customers are skating and trying out boards. Kyle eyes a board behind the checkout counter with some fancy-looking calligraphy on it. Kyle. Uh. 
Hey, what's that? Avictia, <laughs> Crumthig, Wingdings? Well, you sure know your fonts, kid. It's Giddy Up Standard. Whoa! Whoa. What does it say? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Transmutet Cantisum Pisces. Sick! That's freaking toy! What does it mean? Shut up, Greg. Yeah, shut up, Greg. They love to rag on Greg. (laughs) What does it mean, though? I'm not sure. It just showed up today in my loading bay last week. It just showed up in my loading bay last week with a note that said, This skateboard has special powers. Those who ride it with strong intentions will shred, and those who ride it with the wrong intentions will bring dread. I think it's a bunch of shit. (laughs) Yeah, sounds like a bunch of shit. Shut the fuck up, Greg. Yeah, seriously, fucking kill yourself, Greg. (laughs) Anyway, I think it's nonsense, but it's a cool design and a solid deck. So if you want it, I'll sell it to you for a hundred bucks. Kyle reaches into his pockets and slams five $20 bills on the table. Scene 3A, interior, New Jersey courthouse day. Brian and Bethany sit behind a table with documents strewn about. Governor Chris Christie is sitting in the judge's chair wearing a full-blown judge robe. We are catching them mid-argument. Chris Christie. (laughs) Bah! I will hold you in contempt, sir! Ugh. Do you even hear yourself? I implore you to recall how much revenue I've brought this state since through my many successes in the X Games. Ah, <laughs> that's all you'll ever have to fall back on, you scoundrel. All I want, sir, is, is a new business license to open up my ice cream empire. I think of the jobs I will bring. <laughs> Cut to scene 3B exterior, street day. Kyle rides his skateboard down the street and tries to do a basic trick like an ollie. He totally biffs it. He falls, (laughs) picks himself back up, picks up his skateboard, and turns it over to read the inscription again. Transmuted Cantum Pisces. What the hell does it mean anyway? Stupid board. Today sucks. My stupid dad trying to open up a business... I know he'll try and make me work for him. I don't want a job. I want to skate. Trans can mute can. Uh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's a tongue twister. Uh, trans can uh, transmute cantum Pisces. Transmute cantum Pisces. Piece of shit. He throws the board on the ground as hard as he can. Cut back to scene three A. Nobody tries to run this town, see? I'll take you to jail myself, Mr. Daniels. Oh, you'll take me to... You'll take me to... Take me to... Brian is transformed into a wall-mounted Big Mouth Billy Bass singing bitch. (laughs) Take me to the river. Drop me in the water. Yes! Yes! That's a hell of a bit. Oh my hell god. Hell of a bit, Chris. Oh my god. I love, I did not expect that that's where it was going to build to. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, Chris, I'm so sorry I didn't distribute the the scenes appropriately. I, I didn't look enough, so I'm sorry, Steve. You had to go back and forth. As that, that was so funny. That's all right. It was so. I just funny. I just want to say to our listeners, I went from regular gangster uh, for Chris Christie, and I was trying for like a a Jimmy Stewart, Brian. <laughs> so sorry if I mixed that up early on. I'm sorry for botching. The- <laughs> The last no. line. Um, but you know what I'm not sorry for? Shitting on Greg. Dude, fuck fucking Greg. turd. Greg sucks. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I just imagine this whole movie. He's just the one friend who's like, right, guys? He's like, fuck you, Greg. <laughs> yeah. The whole movie. Well, and uh, I love I love that um, it takes place in modern day and they're like riding high off of X Games money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, that was yeah, that was so much uh, fun. So where, uh, where do you, where do we where do you see it happening after he turns into Big Math Billy Bass? Um, basically, I imagine the rest of the movie would go like, um, you know, he comes in and out of it. The son doesn't realize that he was responsible for that for a while, and then eventually they figure it out. But the son runs away from home because this it's actually. Uh, the grandkid, so, Bri- so Brian's son, so right, Kyle, yeah. Kyle's, the la- yeah. Kyle's the lazy SOB. Um, he doesn't want to work. He doesn't want to work for his dad. He just wants to skate all day. So he tries to sabotage his dad, you know, basically being the Oscar Schindler of jobs. Um, there's going to be a couple. <laughs> oh sh- there, there were going to there, there there was going to be there were going to be a couple Schindler's List references by like halfway through the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that is perfect. Um, eventually, eventually, like you know, maybe Governor Chris Christie like makes um, Kyle his like you know indentured servant working for the government, and then so he has a change of heart, and uh, you know then Kyle reconciles with his dad, and then they open up the ice. Cre- oh, it's not ice cream; it's iced cream um it was an iced cream empire and uh they start the company and then you know they ride off into the sunset at the end oh my god right into the sunset or yeah. ride up that yeah, half no, pipe <laughs> well yeah that so you, you could do a different ending if you want to that would totally make sense but I, I just wanted to steal basically the last two minutes of the movie are just the last two minutes of the movie grease and there's just yes. them in the car yes. going up into the yes. sky yes <laughs> That'd be so oh, perfect. Oh, yeah, they get <laughs> and even like the grease music is playing and Frenchie's there waving goodbye yeah. to them. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's just like anybody watching the movie was just like, did did somebody tape over this? Why did it just go to Greece? <laughs> uh. Greg's yeah. in the car, they throw him out of the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greg, throw Greg the fuck out. out. Fuck Greg. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> oh. Well, fantastic yeah, pitch, fun. Mr. Lamson. That was fantastic. And you know, I'd love to uh, sit here and talk for ages whoop. about more more things to do with um with the Shaggy DA, but I got to ask you, Matt, uh before we get out of here, do you have any shows coming up? Where can people find you? How uh, give us some plugs here, guy. Oh, wow. Plug a Doug. Okay, great. Um, 
So we just did a one-night-only Zoom show that we're actually trying to um, shave down, rewrite, build back up, and then in a couple of weeks do a uh, like a three-night run. We're still hiring out, so I don't have any dates that I can give you, but, you know, just the classic. I'm part of uh, me, me and my buddy Chris Bellucci. We, uh, we have a show just called Chris and Matt. You can find us on Instagram, at Chris and Matt Official, Facebook, Chris and Matt. We have a YouTube channel. Just Google the Chris and Matt show. Um, so, you know, just check us out. But uh, I appreciate it. You know, next time we have actual hard dates, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know. But thanks for asking. Absolutely. Absolutely. For Thank sure. You. Thank we, you for sharing. Yeah, we, uh, Chris and I both watched uh, watch last Friday night. So oh, it, was it was a great show. It was a really fun time. And we'll be sure to, any any new shows they got coming up, we'll, we'll plug them on our, our Facebook and stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, I got a. Who's gonna be your next? Gotta, who's gonna be your next guest on this show? Uh, we don't know our next guest just yet. Uh, the scheduling uh, is a little weird right now, so um, we're sort of playing <laughs> it by ear as we go. Um, sure. But yeah, we'll keep you updated as we know. We will uh, figure well. it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a week uh, to right. do so. Yeah, basically. Um, anyways, I. Um, I gotta get out of here, you guys. I'm so sorry. I I need to run. My uh, nephew, my cousin, that um, I don't really know very well, got into some trouble in the South. Some people think that he uh, committed armed robbery and murder, and I gotta go defend him. Wow, that's... That's insane, but sorry, I gotta run. Uh, I'm currently trapped behind this bookcase, and I'm desperately trying to get in contact with my daughter, who is, you know, getting older. But, you know, I want to see her, hopefully, sometime before she dies at 110. Oh, no worries, you guys. I actually gotta run, too. I recently performed the ultimate magic trick, teleportation, and now my rival is desperately trying to uncover the secret of my routine, experimenting with dangerous new science and he's on the brink of insanity and is jeopardizing the lives of everyone around us. <laughs> <laughs> now you all know we got problems here and I want to be the one to say Go ahead. not one of them's just going to disappear come next election day right. unless you help me enforce our laws kiss those babies and shake those paws on the shaggiest candidates you ever saw and I'm running for the shaggy DA.